in essence, um, it is a gene therapy that is activated by the um, increase of brain activities, for example, as you would um, see at the seizure um, initiation stage. Today, we have neuroscientist and epilepsy researcher Yichen Chao of the Legnani Lab at UCL explain to us her research into stopping epileptic seizures in space and time through gene therapy. Hi, uh, thank you for having me. Um, my name is Yichen Cho and I am working as a postdoc um, research person at the Institute of Neurology at Queen's Square in London. Um, I'm, I'm with the uh, Department of Clinical and Experimental Epilepsy. Um, so we research into the mechanisms of the disease, the epilepsy disease, and we are um, looking into new and innovative um, therapeutic strategies um, for treating epilepsy. <laughs> Fabulous. You say we, how big's the team that you're on? So as the title suggests, we are kind of split into two sides. So. Um, half of the department is working on the clinical side and half of the department is working on the experimental side. Um, so it is really close relationship um, between the clinical and um, research. Um, I would probably say it's about like 30 people um, on our experimental side. Um, I think the clinical side is a little bit bigger. So a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, but you are, you are sorely needed. So it makes complete sense. And so today we're going to talk specifically about what you were recommended to me um, with your, your paper called On-Demand Cell Autonomous Gene Therapy for Brain Circuit Disorders. Tell us about that. What does that mean to, to, uh, to the world and to other clinicians and people affected by epilepsy? What have you discovered? Yeah, the title is, sort of is including a lot of different components and we tried to put everything into one row. Um, but in <laughs> essence, um, I'm... Generally speaking, um, we are kind of um, researching into um, gene therapy for epilepsy. Um, so in terms of gene therapy strategies, we generally would, um, when we design gene therapy strategies, we would um, mainly consider two components. Um, one is how, how are we going to get in there? How are we going to get to the point where um, the seizure is or where the epileptic focus is? And another component will be, what are we going to put there? Like, what is the cargo? Um, so in, in essence, um, it is a gene therapy that is activated by the um, increase of brain activities, for example, as you would um, see at the seizure um, initiation stage. And as a result of it, it then expresses a protein, um, which accounts for a ion channel. And the expression of the ion channel is going to calm the neurons, calm the neuronal circuits. And as a result of it, hopefully it will stop the seizures um, before, hopefully before it starts to um, the rest of the brain. How did the planning of the study um, happen? How were things laid out? How long did things take? At what stages did you make any discoveries? One of the sort of the driving force behind us trying to come up with um, new or innovative uh, gene therapies um, with uh, the fact that there is already conventional strategies which will be taking the pills, so the medications, um, that has been pretty effective. Um, so the reason for that is that only about 70% of the patients respond to drugs. So that means the remaining about 
like one third, 30% of the patients, um, they don't really respond very well to um, medications or the combinations of medications. So for those patients, they don't really have many options um, which um, is available for them. So that's why um, we think that there is a huge need for um, new uh, therapy strategies like this. Um, so I, I guess I'll probably um, kind of make a metaphor. Um, so bear with me. Um, so in a way, or like how I see um, how this um, gene therapy works is, uh, I guess I imagine like a brain that's like a hotel, like a lot of hotel um, with hundreds of thousands of rooms um, which are like neural cells. And as we know that neural cells are connected um, together and same as hotel rooms, they are connected by corridors, complicated structures, staircases, everything like that. And when there is like a seizure happening, um, it's almost like a couple of rooms are on fire. So because it's a luxury hotel, everything's laid with carpets, it spreads really, really quickly from one part of the room to other parts of the ring in in some cases you might have multiple sites where the fires start together um the the the, the this is when um if you think about conventional medications that's when you call the 911 and you have the firefighters coming and they pour so much water or the place that it puts out the fire however even though the fire is put out, the problem is then the hotel needs to be restored. Like everything is, is good anymore. Um, so in our case, um, we're kind of doing it in a way that instead of waiting till the time where things have gone so bad that you have to call the firefighters, we kind of just installed um, the sprinklers in every room. So it is not, it's not doing anything um, when there's no fire. However, when there is a fire, um, what it does is that it detects the smoke or the fire and it will turn itself on and it tries to put out the fire before it spreads to the rest of the hotel. Um, so in that way, hopefully you, you don't get the fire at the same time, um, you still keep the hotel functioning. And so you mean like, for instance, so with, you know, um, many uh, uh, regular sort of drugs that anti-seizure medications that people take, um, they will, it feels like they're dulling down the whole ecosystem of one's brain um, consistently just to try and avoid seizures. So that's kind of like the the water, the foam coming from these fire extinguishers, right? So, but the treatment that you're proposing or that you studied it fires the the foam or the water at a specific time to avoid seizures. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So it's a specific load huh. both in space and time. Um, in space, meaning that it is not hopefully not going to be activated in every every cell. Um, specific in time means that it is not always on. So it zaps the dodgy bit that is causing the seizures. And rather than the whole shebang being affected as it is with regular medications. Yeah. So you're talking about in this paper, and I'm bringing it up literally now. Um, so we're talking about the KCNA1 gene um, in particular in this study. So tell us about this particular gene and why this is so impactful when it comes to certain epilepsies. And tell us which epilepsies it uh, has an impact on. 
In this case that we are using um, or we are looking into temporal lobe epilepsy. So in this case that we are the target that we're choosing um, being the KCNA1 um, it's for the reason that KC1, KCNA1 um, is a gene that codes for um, KV1.1 um, metastasin channel. Um, so this, the, the, this channel has a pretty nice um, role in terms of calming down the neurons um, when it is expressed. Um, so in this case, that the neurons with this channel expressed is going to be less active or less likely to become super duper duper abnormally active um, and in that case we hopefully would reduce the possibility of that um, cell being involved in the seizure and on a populational scale we hopefully would um, increase the threshold for um, seizure in that case. Tell us of, the, of, the, of this precise outcome, if you can, in a few words, of this study and, and what would be the next steps potentially? In our paper, um, we first look at the uh, gene therapy strategies in in vitro models, so on neuronal cultures, um, which we saw that there's a general decrease in neuronal excitability in the whole the cellular population. And then we moved on to um, preclinical experimental model, um, which we saw that there is um, a significant reduction in seizure frequencies. Um, so that has kind of given us a lot of like hope that um, this is doing something um, interesting um, to the disease. Um, and so in addition to that, we also did something which is quite interesting. We applied this um, gene therapy strategy to um, organoids. Um, so organoids are the really nice and sweet and um, kind of, I, I think people sometimes will call it brain in the dish. Yeah, think um, of the Petri dish, right? <laughs> or, yeah, that will be the hope. But in general, it's a 3D structure um, derived from... Um, uh, human-based cells um, with the hope that it will more likely to um, create a environment or condition more similar to sort of human um, brain. Mm -hmm. um, so we actually saw there is a reduction in the apoplectic form um, activities um, in the um, in the organoid experiment. So that was also really, really, really um, exciting results. Um, so I think in terms of the next steps, obviously we'll have to look closely um, in terms of the, um, the 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 to to really really understand. Um, in addition to it being effective, obviously there's the safety side of it, um, like to understand the toxicity of it and to really do a further kind of analysis into what is it doing and what is the mechanism of it and why also to, to answer the questions of like, why is it so effective? Um, is it better than other things or is it something even better than this? Um, so there's kind of, kind of like loads of branches that we could potentially. You talk about potentially branching in, into these areas. Will that be happening or is the study at the moment as far as we know, kind of at an end, or what will you be doing? The hope is that we will be carrying on studying it um, and carry on understanding um, how it works and with the hope that eventually, um, with the aim that 
maybe in the future um, this could be something useful um, for the clinical side. Yeah, I think um, what's worth everybody remembering, keeping in mind is that although these are wonderful, exciting, like just great results at the moment, we don't know of the potential long-term impact. Um, we don't know of any side, yeah, side effects. We don't know if it would necessarily be great in humans or if it's going to be, you know, because with the epilepsy seizures aren't everything, would the impact on mental health be awful or da 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 We just don't know, right? And that's why research takes a while. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's why we are, we're still kind of look, or putting a lot of efforts into, into understanding all of those things um, and trying to see if, if this is something um, that can be carried on um, to the next stage. Thank you so much to Ishan for sharing with us and explaining her cool research into gene therapy for temporal lobe epilepsy. Let's all stay tuned to hear how things progress. If you'd like to learn more about gene therapy and indeed the Lignani lab where Ishan works, do check out our episode on gene therapy with the man himself, Gabriel Lignani, Principal Research Fellow and Professor of Translational Neuroscience. We will put the links in the text. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. And I'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts about today's show. Please subscribe to Epilepsy Sparks Insights on your podcast app so that you will never miss the weekly episode. I'm Tori Robinson. Thanks for listening.